this is where you come to hear tales of loss, redemption, salvation, perspectives, epiphanies, and self-evolution. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the glory in our stories. guys listeners welcome to the glory in our stories freshman edition episode 59 on this episode we'll be speaking with a local actress slash uh, spoken word artist slash everything she puts her hands on miss saw jewels check it out uh, good morning good afternoon and good evening uh, welcome to the glory in our stories uh, freshman edition this is episode 59 um, for those of you who have been listening, uh, currently 58 is streaming with Miss Ebony Wells. Check it out if you can. But today I am with a local actress slash um, spoken word artist uh, slash mom slash whatever hats that she wears, uh, Miss Sajules. And uh, first of all, thank you for your time. No, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. And I, I appreciate you reaching out. Um, for this, um, for some reason, I just wanted to take opportunity for college students to hear from different perspectives, mm -hmm. uh, men and women. Because uh, I was just thinking about, because I, where I work, I work at a dental college, and I don't get an opportunity to actually speak to the students. Okay. But I see how frustrated they are. I see how stressed out, you know, you have to meet deadlines and dealing with people and how big of a challenge that could be. But as far as the details, you don't really hear about that. Yeah. So you don't. <laughs> but it is stressful. Yeah, but it, and it's it's a part of your making of Absolutely. who you become as you get older and as you become more experienced. But I just wanted to take an opportunity and dissect people's experience and perspectives concerning the schools that they've attended. Mm -hmm. um, so again, thank you for taking for utilizing some of your time for that. Um, but I guess I'll ask you this initially, like I always ask, are you originally from Augusta? No, I am originally from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, born and raised there, been in Augusta since 2013. Wow, that's, yeah. that's new. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I haven't heard anybody from Milwaukee. How's it up there? Cold. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Unpredictable weather. Winters are definitely winters. Falls are winters. Springs are winters. And summer is fall. Wow. So, yeah, it's just, you never know what you're going to get. One day you can get 80 degrees, and the next day you can get 30. So. And I guess you'd rather be up there than down here, I guess, as far as no. the winter? No. Mm -mm. I'd rather <laughs> be in Georgia. Oh, wow. <laughs> I like heat. Yeah. And it's, so. it's funny because I'd rather be up there if possible because I've been here my whole life. But to get a taste of something different, like to actually have a winter, mm -hmm. you know, that will, that will be something new. Yeah, I like. It's not fun, though. You get tired <laughs> of it. I mean. That's what I hear. You do. Like, in the house I grew up in, we, um, we had a garage and then it got burned down. So we just had, like, a slab that we could park our cars on. Yeah. Which is not bad. Mm -hmm. But then when I moved, I got married and we moved into an apartment and we had underground parking in an underground garage. Mm -hmm. 
And in the winters, it would get either snowed in or um, the electrical system would stop working. So then I was just stuck. So, (laughs) yeah, like I couldn't go out into the world because my car was underground. Wow. It's just, I don't know. When you're a kid, snow is fun. But when you're an adult and you have things to do, it's not fun. (laughs) Did y'all have to deal with like frozen pipes, like the water get frozen? Absolutely. You know how in a Georgia, in Georgia, um, air conditioning is a necessity. So landlords have to make sure that the houses have like central air and air conditioning and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. In Wisconsin, heat is essential, mm-hmm. um, and you have to let your pipes drip during the winter time. And um, the electric and gas company they cannot turn off your um, electricity or your gas from like november to february i think it is because those are the freezing months yeah so if they turn them off and your pipes freeze they are susceptible to a lawsuit Mm. so did not know that yeah so yeah it it gets brutal up there (laughs) it gets brutal so you grew up up there as a child like through Mm -hmm. uh, i guess middle school elementary high school i was born and raised there and i'm left when I was like 31, so uh-huh. I was 31 years on earth, I was there. And it was, <laughs> they didn't really start closing school due to weather until I got in high school, hmm. which was crazy. But um, I think it was my freshman year, a bunch of kids got frostbite. Cause in high school we didn't get bus to school like they do here in, in Georgia. Yeah we had to take the city bus if we didn't have the luxury of, you know, having a ride. Mm -hmm. And my freshman year, I didn't have the luxury of having a ride, and so I had to catch the city bus. And they gave us bus passes, so we didn't have to pay for it, but a lot of kids didn't have coats or gloves or scarves and hats and stuff, so a lot of kids got frostbitten, and the parents sued the school system, and so they start closing down when the temperatures drop too low. Not when there's snow outside, like in Georgia. Like, you know, they used to share this meme, like you tip over a cup of ice and they shut down mm-hmm. the entire city. And for a while, I never, I always looked forward to that, but I realized we didn't have the equipment right. to tend to that. Absolutely. Yeah, Georgia shuts down if it's one flurry that comes out the sky. Yeah. In <laughs> Wisconsin, you can get 13 inches in the and it's still the city's still moving yeah we have the equipment up there the salt trucks the plows everything even personal residences they have the equipment to get their streets clean because it's common up there yeah um when we moved down here i had i was driving a truck and my truck had snow tires and Mm. the first winter here was january uh, 2014 that we spent here Mm. and that's when they had the ice over yeah and i'm out there just driving because I'm used to it, and <laughs> yeah. I had snow tires. Yeah. So, um, but everybody was like, "You're crazy." I'm like, "I'm used to this. This is like nothing to me." <laughs> so. And for us, if we go out to the, like, "Oh, that's risky," and mm-hmm. but for people up north, it's like we, we do this all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, if you see snow in your driveway, you shovel it out. Got to leave. And I guess, do people still use chains on their tires, or to get out, or do they have something different to use? Um, maybe here in Georgia, but in Wisconsin, nah, because the, the tire shops, they, um, in the cars that are up there, they're, Mm -hmm. they're made completely different. 
Really? Like, when my truck came down here and experienced the heat, I swear to goodness, my truck was like, <sighs> it was exhausted, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But up there, it was cool with the, you know, like the cold weather, because mm-hmm. that's what it was used to being in. And, yeah. Um, so the different tires and um, the cars that are up there, they're made for that weather. So there are no, no chains or anything like that. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> it's totally different. <laughs> what type of truck did you have? I had an Envoy, a GMC Envoy. Oh, wow. So, yeah. You a fan of big trucks? Um, I used to be, but now I want a car. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be, and I think it was because I was up there. So, before the Envoy, I had a Jeep Cherokee. Mm-hmm. So, you needed that when you wanted to get around in the city, especially in the wintertime. Yeah. So. I know right now I've... My dream car is a Jeep Wrangler. Okay, yeah. Like a four door. Mm-hmm, those are nice. Man, I've I've seen like some some gunmetal grays and like my the one I want is a olive green and with a black trim. Okay, nice, nice. But it's like it's a nice truck to drive like in the summertime and mm-hmm. having the wind hit my face and like music blasting that's just something I've always wanted. But uh, taking that up north. Probably won't be able to use it as much. If you have one that's closed in, yeah, you can because the tires on the Wrangler would definitely get you through the winters. Okay, for sure. Um, there are a lot of Wranglers up in Wisconsin. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I don't know if you remember, like way back in the day, they used to have like those geo trackers, and those yes, were yeah, those yeah. were good for the winter too. My sister had one of those, <laughs> but a Wrangler definitely because of the big tires and the traction that's on the tires. Yeah. And it's those tires are or those vehicles are made to kinda like deal with gravel and rocks and snow and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So that would be good up there. So Did you have this car when you went to college? No. Oh, no. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> <laughs> when I um when I when I went to college I actually was in Georgia. Oh. So I'm a recent graduate. Um I started a little later in life, but I had a, when I started college, I still had my envoy, mm-hmm. and when I finished college, I had a mom car, a Nissan Rogue, oh. and I call her Rogie. <laughs> <laughs> She's such a mom car. <laughs> so uh, what, you, uh, what did you major in? Business. I had uh, my Bachelor's of Science in Business and with a certificate in entrepreneurship. Nice. Yeah, it was rough. <laughs> 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 Still I had, have nightmares. Man, I had we had a I had a friend that majored in science, but she loved writing. So mm-hmm. I always saw her in our writing classes. Never knew she was a science major. Wow. And not to say that because she studied t- science that she was intelligent, but I was like, you are so you you write so well, mm-hmm. but that's not even your major. And to hear more about black women majoring in silent science. To me, that was new for me. And uh, like my sister, she studied law for a while, and my other sister studied art and education. But to have, and that's another thing, to have known that you studied science, but to be such a prolific writer as you are, that just that blows my mind. Because it seems like you have to use both sides of your brains for something like that. I mean, you do. Um, and my classes weren't like uber scientific they were kind of like the world as a whole yeah so i didn't have to do like chemistry experiments and stuff Mm -hmm. but um 
I definitely, in my classes, I definitely had to use my artistic side yeah. when I have to get colorful and writing papers and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, because we were like, in my political classes or in my environmental classes, it was just, it was rough. Yeah. And to, I'm not interested in any of that stuff. <laughs> but I had to definitely take my writing skills um, and and apply them to those classes, those more mm -hmm. difficult classes. Even in my economics class or my accounting classes, I'm just like, oh God, how am I gonna? I didn't, it was it was a struggle. It was rough. <laughs> I'm just woo. <laughs> It yep. was rough on me. That was one of my toughest subjects with science. Well, science was second, math was first. Because mm -hmm. um, I didn't, I always believe that math, your answer's a lot more finite. Like, it has to be mm -hmm. one way. And with yeah. anything else, you can go left, you can go right. Just as long as you land here mm -hmm. at the end, then you're good. Um, but um, as far as, like, your first year, college how was that for you was it and I guess it was different for you now that you're older and mm -hmm. if you would have went to college like in your earlier in life obviously your experience would have been different yes I think I would have grasped the material quicker <laughs> if I would have went straight out of high school yeah. um but me I waited until 2014 and you know I had a son that was like in the eighth grade yeah. at that point and I'm in my 30s um it was, whew, it was hard. You yeah. know, I, I, I thought that I was going to be able to, because I think I'm a pretty intelligent person, and mm -hmm. I thought that I was going to be able to get in there and get the material, grasp it, and just breeze right through. Yeah. And that was not the case <laughs> at all. Um, I wanted to quit in the middle of my first class because um, oh. I went to school online, so I took one class at a time. Mm-hmm. And each class was about five to six weeks. And that that first class about took me out. And I was like, I don't know what I got myself into. But, you know, I, I pushed through and I persevered. Life was happening at the same time. So mm -hmm. I think that's what made school a little bit more difficult. Yeah. Um, but I pushed through. And instead of looking at it as I was going to be in school for the next four years, I just took it one class at a time. Mm -hmm. um, and then when that wasn't working anymore, I took it one week at a time because that's really what ended up getting me through ultimately. Yeah. So, so what kept motivating you during those moments where you just like, I wanna, I wanted to quit, or you just felt like it was just a little bit too much or too heavy for you? Um, there were three main factors in me finishing school. I think one thing that we miss out on is the fact that we're trying in the midst of all this chaos, in the midst of being students, being individuals, being sons and daughters, being parents, being friends, being mentors, uh, being whatever we were created to be. And uh, Saw Jules pretty much explains that despite that heavy load, she took things one step at a time. And I think we should be reminded to do that. Uh, we're, we've been conditioned to thinking that we have to have everything in order and that's not always the case. So, but from this point on, I do hope that you're enjoying uh, the insight that Saw Jules is providing and will continue to provide as the episode continues. So continue to listen as Saw Jules expresses her experience uh, in college. This is episode 59 of the Glory in Our Stories, freshman edition. Uh, my sister, like mm -hmm. she's the best. 
um, my sister Tasha, she is amazing, and she kept saying, the time is going to pass. Yeah. So either you're going to get your degree or you're not. But yeah. either way it goes, the time is going to pass. So mm-hmm. that stuck in my head. Me wanting to make my mom proud of me. Uh, she passed away in 2013, so I didn't get to, you know, accomplish yeah. this before Sorry she passed away. That. No, it's okay. Thank you. She no lived problem. a nice full life. Yeah. But um, I wanted to do something that was going to make her proud. Mm-hmm. And then my son, we compete for everything. We see who's going to be the quickest to the car, the quickest <laughs> to, you know, unpack our suitcases, just whatever. We race for everything. Mm-hmm. And um, he was getting to a point where he was over school. My son is extremely smart, mm-hmm. but he does not like school. Yeah. And he started to let his grades slip a little bit. And I was like, I'm going to enroll in school and I bet you we'll finish at the same time, but my GPA will be higher than yours. And I'll, I bet you I'll do this math class better than you. So it became a competition to us. So yeah. those are the three things that kept me going. Wow. I did not want to lose to my kid because he will not <laughs> let you forget it. <laughs> it's uh, funny you said that. Number one, um, you actually remind me of my sister. Okay. And our older sister is Natasha. We call her Tasha. Okay. Oh, awesome. Yeah. And my mom, the reason why she got her degrees was because her brother was challenging her so she they uh i think she was the she got her degree then my uncle was like okay i'm gonna get mine then he got another one and then he was like well it's your turn then mom got another one and they just kept Kept they kept going until they both both got their doctorates and like they they maxed out and that competition and 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 the concept of family Mm -hmm. it helps it does it really helps to know that not only am i doing this when you find that your mom is doing it too, mm-hmm. like that helps you. It helps you, and it really, really motivates you. Mm-hmm. And that's honestly, that's what motivates me even now is seeing that my mom having in the midst of raising us and having to deal with her life separately. But and that's another thing, like you all's ability to juggle. Like that's the most impressive thing I've ever witnessed in my life because looking at where you all started and where you are now, mm-hmm. and like it's it's amazing. So that's that's what's up. Moms are musicians. I can't even say I the word that. right. <laughs> but. <laughs> I believe that. Um, so um, so what were the pros and cons? Will you say about your your college experience? Um, the pros were, I could definitely. I had a week to get my assignment done, you know, Mm -hmm. so I could work on it whenever I wanted to. Since I went to class online, I could log on whenever I wanted to. And the best part about it is they were on Arizona time. (laughs) So (laughs) Arizona time at midnight, it was like three o'clock in the morning here. So I had a little extra cushion time to get my assignments in. Mm -hmm. Um, But that was also a con because then I would wait and then I'm like, oh, I'm so tired. And, um, but also not being able to have like that one-on-one with my instructor, the yeah. face-to-face. Because we could have it online, but it's something different when you have it face-to-face. And they can really explain stuff to you. Because sometimes I didn't understand what the assignment was. And I was trying to wing it. And then I was trying to go on Google and let Google be my tutor. And it mm-hmm. was just, so those were some of the drawbacks. But. It worked out, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, do you have time? Did you? I guess you made time to write, with within these pockets that you I had. I did. It, it's. 
I was in school, working full time. My son was in AAU basketball, plus he played basketball for his school. So we were traveling with that a lot. And I was still a performing artist. Yeah. And I still wrote my poetry. I wrote a couple of scripts while I was in school too. It was crazy how I would find the time to do everything yeah. and still sleep. I would still get rest. Man. So yeah, I, I, def, I did not let my craft go. I did not let my gifts go, but it's, it's crazy now that I think about it. I was juggling a whole lot. And I can recall one time I had a paper due. It was um, about four pages that needed to be done. Mm-hmm. And my son had a tournament in Virginia. And I'm wow. like, oh my God. And I had worked all week and I hadn't started my paper, hadn't started research, nothing. Yeah. And I had to get on the road. It was a six hour drive to Virginia. So we left that Friday morning and they had to do like the fellowship check-in and all that stuff for the tournament. And I'm like, I really gotta get back to the hotel cause I gotta do my paper. And then the team wanted to go out that night to go bowling and skating. And I'm like, oh my God. So I let them go and I yeah. stayed in and I cranked out that paper and I was in front of that computer for about six hours. And I did my research, I did my rough draft, my final draft. <laughs> and we had to be up the next morning at 7 a.m. so we could be at the gym by eight. I was like, oh my God, but I got it done. Yeah. So, but that was the life of a college student slash mom. <laughs> <laughs> so while you're doing this, I'm taking that your, your son is taking notes as far as your experience. And has he decided, was well, it too early for him to decide which schools he plans on attending or? No, he... it is not too early because he leaves for college in August. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, How are you taking that? I am, <laughs> I cried all Wednesday. Yeah. It was weird. I cried Wednesday, just the thought of him leaving because it's just been me and him. Mm-hmm. And um, I cried a little bit today. But it's just, I'm happy for him and I'm proud of him. But now I have to release my baby off into this world that can be cold. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I have every confidence in the world in him that he's going to do great yeah. um, at whatever he decides to do. So he's been accepted to Livingstone College. It's a um, HBCU in Salisbury, North Carolina. So nice. he'll be going there and I'm excited for him. Yeah. So, yeah. It's funny you said that about entering a world where it's where it's very cold. Tying back to what you said initially, coming from up north, mm-hmm. where despite the circumstances, you had everything you needed in order to get through it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you provided him with his own set of snow tires, so that despite how cold it is or how ridiculous the environment is, you have an idea. You know what foundation that you planted inside of him. And I know as a parent, when I'm not a parent yet, but that's been my mom always reminded us. And when you, when you become a parent, you understand this because mm-hmm. there's those moments where I see her react a certain way. And we're like, mom, like when you have a child, mm-hmm. you'll understand. And um, I was the last one to leave. So when I got to school, she got you know, very emotional. And I'm thinking, well, this is what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. But just like it was just you and your son, it's been me and my mom in reference to mother to son. Mm-hmm. I had my two sisters, but with us, that's the only relationship, solid relationship mm-hmm. that we had. So I can only imagine what this means for both of you, seeing that he's becoming a man and he's about to make his own adult 
decisions. Yeah. Oh, that's scary too. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I, I hope and pray that I instilled in him and gave him the tools, the necessary mm-hmm. tools that he needs um, to go out into this world. It's, it's never easy for a mother to let her son go, though. It is never easy. And um, I, I've tried to protect him from a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I've done a pretty good job um, for him to have, like, a normal life. Yeah. Quote, unquote. He's gotten everything that he needed, a lot of the things that he wanted. But I've also showed him how to work for those things to get the things that he wants as well. Hello again, TGOS listeners and all local vendors and entrepreneurs. There's still free ad space available. Act now and you can be granted 30 to 60 seconds of advertisement on the next episode. If you are indeed interested and require more details, contact me via email at mrpennywell8 at gmail.com. That's M-R-P-E-N-N-Y-W-E-L-L number 8 at gmail.com. Or find me on Facebook under Calvin Pennywell. Stay cool, stay calm, stay kind. Let's continue to uplift, move forward, and branch out. Love each other, but most importantly, love yourself. Um, sometimes he failed, but yeah. it's okay, you know, because that's life. Um, so hopefully, hopefully he he remembers me. And, and I, I have told him before, because he's like, well, Mom, I don't understand why you won't let me da-da-da-da-da. And I'm like, you'll understand once you become a parent. Mm-hmm. When I get a feeling, because I go off instinct and I go off my gut feeling, if I get a gut feeling about something, I won't let him do it or I won't let him go. Yeah. He doesn't understand that yet because he's not a parent. He's just this kid who wants to just do, 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 do. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, but it's not the best look in the mm-hmm. moment. Um. So hopefully when he has kids, he'll understand when I said no, why I said no, or when I said yes, why I said yes, or why I pushed him the way I did, uh, or held him back the way I did. So hopefully, we'll see. (laughs) I I have confidence in him. He's a good kid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess, I don't know, like it's it's weird how um, the the more you speak about it, the more I, I remember a lot of things my mom was saying I didn't understand then. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now as an adult, it's funny. Like it's it's gonna happen to him if it hasn't happened already. There are moments in his life, you're like, my dang, mom said this to me, and she she was right. And uh, there are many times I've called mom. I say, you you were right, and mm-hmm. <laughs> she never said like I know, but it's like she laughed. Like I understand, and I know it's difficult seeing our lives through your eyes mm-hmm. and seeing us about to approach those potholes and you like don't and then we hit them and that it just hurts you because like, I really wanted to prevent that from happening yeah but that's the that's the way that we were supposed to learn absolutely it's funny that you said potholes okay because as parents we try to you know tell our kids don't go this way or don't do that yeah. you know and I will always tell my son stop walking and texting you know he just <laughs> not listen to me and so we do these videos called um, Car Talk, Mother Son Banter. Uh-huh. So this actually got captured on one of our videos. And I said, stop walking with your head down in your phone. And he just would not pay attention. And I got him, I know what I'm doing, da, 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 da. I'm like, okay, fine, it's your world. And he fell into a pothole. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I laughed. <laughs> and I said, that's what you get. You know, and yeah. he, he was so mad at me. 
And I said, I've told you several times to stop walking with your face in your phone. And you finally see why I told you that. Yeah. And then he, like, after the cameras shut off, he's like, you were right. But during the cameras, when the cameras were rolling, he had to just, you know, put on this front, like, whatever, you just too extra, and da 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 da. You always trying to control me. And I'm like, well, that pothole controlled you. <laughs> so, but yeah. Wow. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. That was a fond memory. I'm going to go back and watch that video later. <laughs> <laughs> My mom is, yeah, she told me many times to not do something. I did it anyway. And when she was in circumstances happened and the consequences came mm -hmm. and I was like okay I'm ready to not do it anymore right, right. Um, so would you say that college has that they experienced in itself helped you evolve not just as a individual but uh, as a writer or even as uh, the person that you find yourself being as far as the field that you're pursuing like what have you how you see yourself differently now opposed to when you first started yeah, um, since I got my degree in business, college has taught me how to do more research, how to actually research. Mm -hmm. um, it made me take a step back from my artistry and my business to actually put things in order. Yeah. Because before I started college, I kind of just jumped in it didn't know like I had a lot of people don't know I had an online boutique and it just completely failed oh, wow. um, and that's because I didn't know what I was doing mm -hmm. but when I went to college and I'm doing all this research and I'm like oh, okay I need this I need that da, 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 da. you know now I know how to go about getting those things done and I don't rush the process I just yeah. let it work itself out you know when it's supposed to work itself out Mm -hmm. So I don't rush anymore, for sure. Yeah. Um, and I definitely do my research like I'm supposed to. And college taught me that. Yeah. And it wasn't my business, my first business failing. That didn't, because I was ready to get back out there and do something else. Yeah. But when I got in college, it was like, no, this is what you need to do in order to run a successful business. So. Do you find yourself able to uh, relay this information that you've received to other people in a sense where you're basically passing on the wisdom? I do, because um, I believe when, when you get knowledge, you're not supposed to keep it. You're supposed to share it. Yes, so exactly. I definitely pass it on. Now, what they do with it is on them. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. Yeah. Um, so I definitely share my knowledge. I share my wealth um, that I have with other people, mm -hmm. hoping that they can pull out some nuggets and apply them where they belong in their life. Now, if you had any advice to give to young women um, in, in college, and even young men, what would that be? Um, stay the course. It's going to get hard. Uh, life will happen, and it will happen hard and repeatedly. Yeah. But if you can make it through that moment, I'm not talking about the day. If you can make it through that moment where you feel defeated or lost, or inadequate or unworthy, you will be fine. And take each day moment by moment, not day by day, but moment by moment. That's the most important thing. Mm -hmm. And know that whatever you're going through is gonna pass. And at the end of the day or at the end of the course, you'll have your degree to show for it. Yeah. And say, I actually earned this. If you knew my story, 
or my journey on what it took for me to get this piece of paper, it's all worth it. Yeah. And I cried at my graduation. And I, when I say I cried, I cried to the point where I hyperventilated because I knew what I went through to get to that degree. Yeah. So that moment was so surreal for me. And it, I was just overjoyed, overwhelmed with everything. Yeah. So, stay the course. Um, one thing that I do here, and I'm going to say this before I let you go. Um, oh, you, If you live your life and you do things a certain way, people will look at it and be like, why do you do that? And you basically summed it up. Like, you do not know what I went through mm-hmm. to get here. And once you go through that process, you will understand it for you mm-hmm. but as far like you said my story and the shoes that I walked in this is how I got here mm-hmm. but I'm telling you once you have stretched and you have burned and you have shed and you've done everything you could when you get to that end like man if I can go through that I can keep going absolutely and I think what you're doing for your son is being a light and being an example that's one of the most beautiful gifts a parent can give that child and I, I thank you all so much for doing that because we need that we need more of us being Absolutely. they need to see more of us mm-hmm. in a world that just preys on opposition so but um thank you so much for your time thank you for sharing thank you uh for those of you who are listening uh this is episode 58 of sorry episode 59 <laughs> of the Glory in Our Stories, freshman edition uh, with Miss Saw Jules. Thank you.